Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, and we've got a great show on the way today to help you learn a little bit more about what's going on in the financial world and also to have a little bit of fun along the way. Kevin and I enjoy chatting with each other each and every week. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area based in Pinconning. You can find him online at insightfolios.com. Kevin, happy new weekend to you, my friend. Thank you, Walter. You too. I don't know if that's a thing that people say to each other. Happy new weekend. I don't know about that one, but we'll start it. We'll roll with it. If they don't, yeah, we'll start it. So what the heck, yeah? (laughs) I like it. I guess it is. Every every weekend's a new weekend. It's not the same as the previous one. So yeah, so we're getting a little warmer. Is ever I don't know if everybody knows, but I was in South Carolina last week. I I didn't really want to come back, so I enjoyed the warm weather. And sun's been out a lot more here in Michigan, so we gotta we gotta compliment that and. For those of you though do not know, Walter is a new homeowner again. So, yep, out, I was in the renting world for about six months and had enough of that. We were ready to start doing stuff to a house, so we said, "Let's go find a new one." And uh, <laughs> I'm thinking homeowners should, again. You should invest. Now, I'm going to give you an investing tip, okay? Please. For as much as you've been moving, I think you need to invest in two men in a truck. Two men in a truck. Yes, I think you're right. Absolutely, yeah. We've we've paid out a good uh, a good fair share to the movers a lot over the last year. That is for sure. We've got a great show on the way today. We're going to be talking about how to build an Oscar-winning retirement. The uh, Oscars and Academy Awards are coming up next month, and so we're going to look at some of the past best pictures and see what they can teach us about retirement planning. That should be fun. Are you a big Oscars or award show guy, Kevin? I would be surprised if you were. I am not. I don't yeah. think. I think. No. Don't get me wrong. I like. The movies, but I think it's gotten so far out of hand about, you know, I just don't follow it anymore. So, yeah, all, all of the patting each other on the back so heavily gets a you little know, old, yeah, the, I think. Delivering, you know, they get $30,000, you know, whatever prizes they get on. I don't know. I just, it's just not my thing anymore. So, it's like now a, back when John made, Wayne was in, you there, made a yeah. movie. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up and get on with it. Right. That's, <laughs> that's my attitude. Yeah, you know, but when John Wayne was up there, I sure liked it in, no, in those days. So, I was giving away my age now. So, that's good. It's good stuff. Uh, so I'm guessing you weren't watching the Grammys this uh, this past week. I was not. Yeah, okay. I'm not, not not in the least inclined to watch it. Just doesn't just doesn't interest me. So yeah, I've never really gotten the whole like watching like even with the Super Bowl and the halftime show. I've never understood really like the watching music on TV. It's like it, it just doesn't do anything for me. You know, I'd rather have a nice pair of headphones on, listen to the recordings as they were originally intended, or be at a concert live. Like I don't I've never gotten watching concerts on television as being like, oh, this is really cool. So I don't know. I don't, I don't get it either because I think there's a lot of lip syncing going on in those things. And yeah. And, uh, you know, and all the souls seems to just kind of be, you know, ripped out of the process. Yeah, It me. should be more reflecting on past, you know, Super Bowls for me. You know, let's look at some past Super Bowls and past people who played and the, the good things they've done since then. You know, I, I, 
Much yeah. rather see that. So. Or let some bands and some choirs get up there. You know, uh, yeah, choir, good choir. You can't Hi- go highlight here. some youth, you know, and, and yeah. that kind of thing. I'm, I'm more about that. But anyway, we'll get off our old people's soul, soul, uh, soapboxes here, Kevin, because we, we're probably not connecting with everybody. Yeah, who, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we are. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, that halftime show. I don't need to see that. So, mm-hmm. but maybe there are people who enjoy it. I guess you know what? That's the thing. The Super Bowl gives everybody a little something they like. You got yep. the sports angle. You've got the funny commercial. Commercials, people who like the music and the halftime show and the drama that surrounds that. You got a little something for everybody. So, you know what? They're not doing the halftime show for us, Kevin. They're aiming for that to be for somebody else. They're aiming, yep, exactly. So let's keep that perspective. All right, so we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about common mistakes in retirement planning. Yeah, back to basics sometimes is the best direction to take things in. And so that's what we're going to do on today's show as well. We'll try to get to a listener question or two and uh, maybe some more things all coming up ahead on today's show. If you've got any questions for Kevin as we work through the program today, don't hesitate to reach out and give him a call and ask those questions. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-PLAN. All right, so let's talk about these uh, Academy Award-winning movies, these Oscar-winning titles here for Best Picture. And I'll throw out the the name of the movie. Here's the good thing about this segment, Kevin. You don't have to have actually seen the movie. That's that's good. Yeah, we're kind of doing this all based off of the... uh, the, the titles of past Academy Award-winning movies here. So put it into retirement planning context. What comes to your mind when you hear the words of the title? So back in 2019, a movie called Parasite won Best Picture. So in retirement planning, what comes to your mind when you hear Parasite? Parasite, huh? Who was in that movie, do you know? I want to say that that one was... Um, oh, I don't know. I'll look it up. I'll look up some info on it. Let's see. Parasite. See, I have no clue. I'm just curious. It was um, a, an all Asian cast, I believe. I believe it was a Korean movie. Oh, okay. of all things, um, I remember wanting to watch this. Actually, it got got really good reviews. Obviously, won an award. And I think it was about this guy who moves in with this family. Let's see. Greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. There, hence the the title, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's think about that for a minute. Parasite. So I can tell you a story about somebody who won the lottery. I, I, I know I've said probably mentioned this in the past. Okay. So somebody won the lottery, uh, a little over seven million dollars. I met them in person, and what do you think? All of a sudden, they were known for. D- known for winning the lottery. Yeah. No, no. I mean, all of a sudden, they had all the new friends, right? Oh, gotcha. Yes, yes. And that, all that, the, that's how their life changed. Yeah. That's how their life changed, right? They had all these friends they didn't know they had. And th- this particular is a very nice lady, got about $350,000. She took it over years in December. And then every December, all these people show up on her door. They needed this, they mm. needed that. And then the, the, when you said parasite, now these people weren't necessarily looking after her best interest because it's a typical lot of her story where she ended up broke and she ended up giving lots of money away. And then when the money was gone, those friends were gone. So you got to watch out for people like that. Maybe you have friends that are doing something like that. Oh yeah. Members of your family who are always needing help. But when you need help, they're gone. Another thing is I looked at my credit card bill last uh, month and I'm looking at all these subscriptions. Do you have those, you know, for like Netflix and so on and so forth? Yeah, prob- probably too many of them. Yeah. And I, I had net, I have like five of them. I'm like, holy cow, I didn't realize I was doing it. Amazon Music. I never knew I even subscribed to that. Oh, yeah. So I must have got me hooked in somewhere when I signed up for something. Yeah. 
But those subscriptions can add up. I think I was, you know, over over years, if you don't pay attention to them, they can. And how about, let's call we, them. We, we had one happen like that, Kevin. Um, Connie bought me something for uh, hockey related, like a hockey jersey paraphernalia or something like that. And then while she was buying it, there was like an offer that was like, hey, you can get free shipping on this by signing up for some like, I don't know, I don't know if it was called Shop Runner or some sort, something like that. Like sign up for an account here and you get free shipping on your first order. And she was like, okay, cool. I'll take it to free shipping. And it was very sneaky that they then in the fine print are like, you'll get free shipping on this order and then pay $15.99 a month for unlimited shipping of all future orders on mm-hmm. this and other websites. And so, but she had no idea then that it started drawing that 15, you know, a month later starts drawing that out of the, out of the account. And, um, for some reason I didn't catch it. I'm usually pretty good at monitoring charges that are coming through, but this one was kind of like hidden as something else. Like the name of it didn't strike me as odd. And, um, so anyway, I, I, months later, finally tracked down what this charge was when I was kind of reviewing things at the end of the year. And I was like, oh my goodness, what in the world is this? And, um, figured it out. And you know what? That company refunded the entire several months of, of those purchases because I said, I, I contacted customer service and said, like, we didn't mean to sign up for this. And the lady reimbursed all of it. I was like, wow, okay, I wasn't expecting that, but I'll take it. <laughs> no, and now that we're getting good radio over so, there, right? That, that, that was a nice parasite. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> well, let me give you a couple more that come to mind then. Have you ever went into, I don't know, a big box store and then you buy something? What's the first thing they ask you when you go to the counter? Do you want to purchase? Oh, the protection plan. Protection plan. Yeah. Right? And everybody has protection plans, but they're, not, they're normally not cracked up as good as they ought to be. And then the big one I think that everybody's waiting for me to say is hidden fees and investments. There's hidden yeah. fees and investments. You know, I can give you an idea. Somebody came in, had a verbal nudie a couple of weeks ago. We started breaking apart the fees. We called the company directly. So when we called the company, you know, we got the fees of four plus percent and they had no idea what was going on. They thought it was under one. So those hidden fees can really add up and get you down the road. And if you think you're paying 4% on one investment and 3% on another investment, you have a half a million dollars, those fees really add up. So be careful on the fees. Make sure you know what you're getting into. Make sure that those fees are disclosed so you know um, exactly what you're paying throughout the year. Great points across the board. So that's the parasite in your portfolio or in your financial life. A couple of different angles where that parasite can come from. That one drives me crazy, Kevin, the one that you mentioned about the uh, you know the extended warranties and oh, yes, yes. protection plans and all that. Yeah. The, the couple of times I've bought those throughout my life, I then end up hating myself later because I'm like, I can't even remember if I bought it. I can't remember what it covers, you know, like it, it, where did I put the paperwork? Where did this go? I mean, it's just so hard to track in the first place. And then the one time I tried to actually use it, you know, it was um, the dog and pony show, I guess, of like, oh, well, actually, with this technical piece of it, we don't cover. Yes, that happens constantly. Yes. It drove me crazy. Happened to us with a car once, and then the air conditioning died, like, shortly after we would bought it. and was like, oh, okay, this should clearly be covered, right? And uh, nope, that one's not covered in the plan. I was like, well, then what's the plan for? Just give me my, just refund my the balance back. So it ended up. I, I have a new policy now. No, don't buy those things. Yes, unless they're directly from the manufacturer. I don't. I don't even look at them. Exactly. So. 
All right, uh, Crash, one of my favorite Ooh. movies. Did you ever see that one, Crash? I did. Is that Sandra Bullock in there? Yes, she's in there. Um, Brandon Brendan Fraser is in there. Oh. Ludacris is in there. It's an interesting cast. Don Cheadle, one of my favorite actors, is in there. Yeah, A lot of good ones in that one. Crash was about the, uh, well, I mean, there is an actual crash in the show. And then, but it's also about kind of like, you know, racial tensions, got some political angles in there, police and civilian, just how we, how we interact, how we treat each other, how our lives all intertangle or intertwine with one another. But from a retirement planning standpoint, what do you think of when you think of crash? Well, everybody's thinking crash today, right? It doesn't matter where you look at on the internet, what you're listening to in the news or CNBC or those other channels. If you know, it's tends to overwhelm people at times. Are you noticing that, Walter? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm sure one of the top Google searches is when will the market crash or something like right. that. You know? Well, I read one this morning from Michael Blurry. He's the guy that, you know, they did the movie The Big Short on. And supposedly, and I didn't dive into enough, but, you know, he's calling for another big one. So we don't know. So people tend to over, you know, obsess about those things, especially when you're in the middle of one. If we think back to 2020 when the pandemic hit, you know, that's all people tended to think about. What's going on? How can we how can we cope with that? And if you haven't been in one in a while, so this thing's kind of, a you know, a, a, a cycle. So when we're in one, you can't, you obsess about it, you can't get rid of it. But when things are going good, like they did, you know, right after the pandemic, and then all of a sudden, what happens again? We upset. When's the next one coming? Well, I can tell you this, Walter, there's always going to be a next one coming. And that's normal. That's normal part of the market. If you look back in history, the market goes up, the market goes down. We have big, big ups and downs. We have, you know, 2008s, and then we have 2021s where things are going pretty good. So if you're in that phase, it's tough to get out of that phase because it's kind of a cycle. You go through it, you're in the middle of it, you obsess about it, you come out of it, things are good, and then you're obsessing when the next thing is, or the next one's going to come along. So let me give you a better plan for doing it because we always seem to bring things back to plan. If you create your financial plan, more importantly, your income plan, so that when the market does go down, it's not going to affect your income, you're going to be better off in position, number one, to get income. You're not worried about running out of money. Number two, you know, your psychological aspect of it's going gonna, it's gonna to be much better too. How do you do that? How do you, how do you determine, you know, if your investments are ready to handle the next downturn? Well, you stress test your portfolio. And we do it all the time in our simplicity plan. We can come in, we can show you losing $100,000. How did it affect your income? How does it affect you going forward? Are you in a chance of running out of money? Those types of things. So crashes are normal. Crashes are going to continue to happen long after we're off this earth. And But you have to have a plan put together so when they do come, it doesn't really affect your income in the market downturn. You can wait those downturns out because ever since the great crash 1929 every single one they've come back so you need a plan to withstand that uh, downturn and you can you know sit on the sidelines so to speak and wait that market out because your income needs are taken care of so the crash is the big one that people tend to really really go into deep you know thought on and over you know sometimes it overtakes the way they're thinking throughout the day and it's stressful we all know that so Get that plan put in place so that you can see and understand that if it happens, how it's going to affect you.
So do you have parasites, those uh, subscriptions you shouldn't be paying for? Perhaps it's hidden fees in those investments or family members maybe constantly kind of, uh, you know, needing financial help or bugging you in ways that they shouldn't for assistance. Uh, those might be parasites in your plan. And, and what about that crash element? If you are concerned about what's going to happen to the market in the future, and you don't have a plan to address some of these things that we've talked about so far, don't hesitate to reach out to Kevin Ray and have a conversation about your financial life and your financial plan get on the right track so that you can get to and through retirement you can get a complimentary review with kevin by picking up the phone and giving him a call at 888-885-PLAN come into the office and meet there in pinconning 888-885-PLAN is the number to call to set up a visit that's 888-885-7526 and you can also go online to insightfolios Dot com. Well, this is fun. We'll talk about some more of these uh, best picture winning movies and what they can teach us about retirement planning coming up on today's show and some of those common retirement planning mistakes. We'll dive into those as well. Lots to get to, so stay with us right here on Simply Financial. No need to make things hard on yourself. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Learn a simpler way to invest. Having a great time on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin. He is your financial coach at Inside Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area. The office is right there in Pinconning. If you've got questions, give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. All right, we've been talking on the show today about uh, the Academy Awards. They're coming up next month, and we just thought it would be kind of fun to look at some past Academy Award Oscar winners and talk a little bit about what we can learn from the titles of these past winning movies. We talked about Parasite and Crash which won in 2019 and 2004, respectively. We'll take the next one, Kevin, a little bit further back into the past. Before my time, if you will, um, mm. we're going to go back to 1980, and the best picture went to Ordinary People that year. Ordinary People. Uh, Donald Sutherland in that movie. Accidental death of the older son of an affluent family deeply strains the relationships among the bitter mother, the good-natured father, and the guilt-ridden younger son. Mm, so I haven't seen that one either. Ordinary People was all about. Yeah. As we've said earlier, the actual content of these movies doesn't matter so much. We're focusing on just the titles of them. So what does Ordinary People make you think about when it comes to retirement planning? Well, I had a, a client come in probably three weeks ago, and he's a good saver, he's a younger fellow, and he saved well over a million dollars. And his question to me was, do you have many people like me? I said, you know, I do. I, you know, there's, there's lots of people like you, you know. And what, the, what came to mind was you would never know that this person had a million dollars. You just wouldn't because they worked hard, they saved, they did everything you're supposed to do. Another person comes to mind, her name was Nancy. She started, and I've told this story before, at $10 every other week back when she worked at MBD Bank. Now, MBD Bank's not there, so I'm dating it, you know, way back there. And then she increased to 10% a year, and she got well over a million dollars. And were you sitting down, and, and I think there's a book written about this, The Millionaire Next Door or something like that, how you meet most of them in McDonald's. You just don't know it because they did the things that you need to do. They started saving early. You know, they don't let the ups and downs of the market persuade them not to do it. They're just ordinary people who live a modest living and, you know, they spent less, they brought more in, they invested over time and they kept at it. They increased the amount they put it into their 401ks or their IRAs, whatever their savings vehicle was. 
And before you know it, you know, by the time they're 50, 60 years old, they have a, a, a big chunk of dollars sitting in, the, in those plans, in those plans. And that's what I think about when you say ordinary people, because I've met many of the people that you would just never know that you would think, oh, no, they're just the salt of the earth. And, you know, sometimes we get these ideas, millionaires are, you know, different than what we think they are. But most of the time when I've met them, and I've met many over my 32 years of doing this, they're just ordinary people, and they got there just like everybody else can get there. And that means you. You can start. If you're listening to us and you're younger, you can start with the 401k if you're working. You can start that $10 every other every other week, and before you know it, you just increase it, and you will be at that point. And it starts just doing ordinary things. That's I guess that's the... The, the way I wanted to put it, doing ordinary things will make you an ordinary person and will end up with uh, a good chunk of sum of money into your plans when you get to retirement. I love it. That's fantastic. Ordinary people, again, the relationship there between financial and retirement planning and uh, that movie title. Let's do one more here, Kevin. Uh, this one comes from 1946. I don't know if uh, we'll have seen this one, Kevin. Uh, oh, at least you didn't ask me what was I doing in 1940. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I would have lost some some points on that one if that was the case. Uh, this was a movie called The Best Years of Our Lives. Three World War II veterans, two of them traumatized or disabled, return home to the American Midwest to discover that they and their families have been irreparably changed. Starring... Uh, Boy, I don't even recognize some of these names. Uh, Frederick March. Nope. Dana Andrews. Nope. Myrna Loy. Nope. Teresa Wright. Nope. And Virginia Mayo. Haven't heard of any of them, so. Yeah, pre, me neither. That's pre-my time, too, so that's good. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, it won Best Picture in 1946, mm-hmm. and uh, what does that make you think about when it comes to retirement planning? Best years of our life. So this is easy for me. This is an easy one. Because what do I do? I work with people to get them to and through retirement. So the best years of your life for most people are going to be the day you punch that clock for the last time. I call it the second half of your life. Now, you've worked all those years. you planned all those years. You've done ordinary things all those years to get you to this point in time. Now you want to go out and do all the bucket list things that you that you've been planning on. We want to make sure that you go to Italy if that's what you want to do. We want to make sure you travel, you get grandkids to come over. Whatever it is that you do, we want to have your retirement years the best years of your life. And how do you do it? Well, you do it with good financial planning. You make smart financial decisions. You've made smart financial decisions up until that point. When you retire, smart financial decisions doesn't stop. You you need to continue doing that. You need to change from the growth period to the income period. And you need to put that down in paper. You need to lift your, list your life events. What's the big bucket list items? How much income do you need? Do we got to factor in retirement? So that when we put this plan together, you can focus on living your best years of your life, which is going to be in your retirement, and focus on those grandkids, focus on that travel, focus on your spouse, focus on your friends, all those things that come to play that you've been working so hard to get there. How do you do it? It's easy. You just sit down with your advisor and you get that plan put together and you're going to think income because income, your paycheck stopped the day that you punched that clock for the last day. You need income. So we need a concentrated income. You need to understand how investments produce income because we talked about the crash during the crash, during up years, down years, 
whatever it happens to be. And if you haven't started that planning, you need to stop. You need to start. Excuse me. Don't procrastinate. Move forward because hopefully you got another 30, 40 years of the best years of your life. And you don't want to go in there 10 years having the best years of your life. And then the next 10 not being so good because you didn't plan. So don't procrastinate. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. If you don't have anybody, I'd love to help you. Again, that number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. To get in touch with Kevin Ray, your financial coach in the Tri-City area based in Pinconning, call again at 888-885-PLAN. Get in touch. Ask your questions. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick note, and the sensational Stacy will reach back out to you and set up a time to visit with Kevin. 888 888- 885-PLAN, again, is that number to dial. You can also go online to insightfolios.com and contact Kevin through the website as well. Uh, Thanks for all the help walking through these movies, Kevin, these past films, best picture winners. Fun to get that perspective. And there's more on the way on today's show, so stay with us here on Simply Financial. It's getting to know you time. It's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. And Kevin, this week's question is very straightforward. Uh, What's something in 2023 that you're looking forward to? Well, that's an easy one, Walter. I just got my passports back in the mail. Ooh, okay. So you know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm traveling internationally. And I've always wanted to go to Italy. And that's what we're going to do if, you know, God. Italy. All right. Yeah. God, you know, God behind us and. And, you know, no no major pandemics or anything like that come about. That's our goal this year. I've been really looking forward to it. In fact, for New Year's, I bought a Nordic Track bike with the iFit, um, you know, the app that goes on there. So yeah. I got the big screen, and I am riding my bike every morning, riding through the towns of Italy, and I can watch them and see them. So I'm getting ready for it. I'm really into that. Uh, That's cool. And then you'll actually get to put feet on the ground and see what it looks like. Put feet on the ground. That's cool. How about you? What's your big plans? Gosh, what am I looking forward to this year? Well, you know, we, we talked earlier in the show, moved into a new home. Yep. And so we've done uh, a lot of exploring since we've moved here, but we got here a little too late in, into Colorado is here, uh, a little too late in the summer last year um, to be able to like really do some serious hiking. So I'm really looking forward to uh, doing some more challenging hikes this uh, spring and summer. And I, I would like to, uh, Connie and I both have the goal of uh, climbing what they call 14ers out here. So I'd like to climb at least one 14er this year and do our first one. Basically, they have, uh, I think it's like 56 peaks in the state are over 14,000 feet. And so people make it kind of like a, an activity where you see how many 14ers you can hike. And some are easier than others, but they're all a, probably a pretty challenging feat. And so, you know, they take some planning, they take some, you know, idea generation. Not all of them are necessarily the most, you know, dangerous hiking. You just want to make sure you can get up and down before, you know, an afternoon lightning storm comes around and that sort of thing. Um, But yeah, so we want to hike a 14er this summer. So that would be something I'm looking forward to accomplishing. Yeah, so you want to enjoy the outdoors? So do I. Just want yeah. to do a little differently. Yeah, it's good. Good stuff coming down our way this year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I'm, I'm debating whether to take the microphone to Italy. I think we're going to do it, Walter. That's kind of what we. Well, that would know. be fun. Yeah, and then we, we should give you. A, you know, what does what's it like over here? And see if you can get me back to the United States. That would be great. Let's let's do it. As long as you can find some good internet somewhere, then we'll be in good shape. Yeah, so. we'll see what goes. I love it. Love the idea. Uh, when will that trip be? That's this summer. Yeah, we're planning. Actually, I'm talking to somebody to, uh, later today that I can, you know, put some plans together. So we're starting the planning process. Okay. Now. Yep. 
So just kind of figure out the best best month for you guys and then go yeah. from there. Cool. Yeah. Well, keep us up to date. Can't wait to hear about the uh, lead up to the trip. And then obviously when the trip gets here, it's going to be really fun to hear about all that. So very cool. That's getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show, Italy in the future. Fingers crossed that trip can come together. And there's more coming up on today's show. Stay tuned. For all the latest news and information you need to retire successfully, visit InsightFolios.com. That's InsightFolios.com. Ready for our final segment of the day here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios. And we're talking about common mistakes that retirees and pre-retirees make time and time again if they don't come in and meet with an advisor like Kevin so that they can stop avoiding these mistakes. So we're really bringing it back to basics here on the show today, Kevin, and we've got four common mistakes that we run by. No, I shortchanged the audience. Five. We've got five common mistakes that we want to run by everybody and just make sure. Let's do a check-in here, okay? Are you making these mistakes right now? Are you thinking this way? Are you taking these actions? Can we put a stop to it and get you in the right direction right off the bat? So here is the first common mistake people make about retirement planning. Kevin, you give us all the details of why this is the case. Considering bonds to be a safe investment. It's understandable why that's a a common thought and mistake, right? Well, it is. People have that uh, misconception all the time. When you said bonds, a safe retire or safe investment, what did you think when you said bonds? When you just said bonds, what, what went through your mind? When you said bonds, I was thinking like get out of stocks and into bonds as you get yeah, older. Yeah. Like that's the the mantra in my mind. Well, well, let's take a look at last year. What happened last year, uh, Walter? What did the Fed do continuously last year? It started raising interest rates, right? They, yep, they started raising the interest rates. So we know that bonds, the majority of bonds, are going to work the direct opposite of whatever the ra- uh, whatever the interest rates are doing. So when he that, raised interest that rates, inverse relationship, right? Exactly. Exactly. So when they started raising the rates, the bonds started going down in value. Now, if you take a long-term bond fund, Walter, do you, do you think it was positive for the year or negative for the year? Well, I guess it went negative if those interest rates kept going up. It did. It went negative over 20%. Yeah. So the market was down last year, right? The market, stock market was down. So people are thinking when, people, when the stock market is bad, people are going to flee the bonds. Not all the time. And last year was a really good example of what happens if you overload yourself with bonds going into retirement because in an interest rate rising environment you could get hurt you know you could get hurt pretty bad so this is where diversification comes in this is where the planning comes in if you're you know if you're looking at those bonds for incomes or whatever it is you need a solid plan to get you through there and bonds are not the answer for you know for safety they're, they're just not you know if you buy a US government bond you know, like a double E or something like that, those are pretty safe. But if we're talking corporate bonds, we're talking muni bonds or any other type of bonds out there, like a Vanguard long-term, you know, bond fund, they're going to have some wild rides in there also. So you have to be careful. You have to look at the environment. We knew in our office that the Fed was going to raise the rates because because they told us they were going to. So we started taking actions, starting getting people out of some of those bonds and getting them into shorter terms or looking at other investment classes. So you got to be careful when you're considering bonds to be a safe investment because they are not. That is common mistake number one. We see another one here as well, and it has to do with long-term care, so a little bit different direction. Uh, but not protecting yourself against those long-term care needs is another people that uh, another area that people often leave out of their portfolios. Well, it is. So when we say long-term care, what are we talking about? Nurse, when I said nursing that, home, things like that. That's exactly what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. So when you say long-term care, people automatically think nursing home. 
I'm going to go to the nursing home. I'm, at some point in time, I'm going to need nursing home. So what is that going to do to my entire life savings? Well, what do you think a nursing home costs on, on average, Walter, per year? Unfortunately, uh, we have some family members uh, dealing with this right now, Kevin, and I know it's it's insane. I want, it's like over $10,000 a month, I yep. think, for one of the places they're looking at. Yep. Maybe so even fourteen. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like it was crazy. It's ten to twelve thousand a month in our area. So let's say you saved a million dollars and it's ten thousand a month. How long before you're in trouble? Uh, quickly. Quickly, right? <laughs> so not, not long. Yeah. So if that's you and you're worried about it, because I, it doesn't matter who I ask that walks into my office, Walter. Everybody knows somebody that's been in a nursing home. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, you plan for those things. You you look at long-term care policies. You look at the hybrid insurance policies. Why? Because you're going to insure against something if that happens down the road. Now, when you said long-term care, you said the word nursing home. But if you buy these long-term care policies, they also have provisions to keep you at home, at home health care. So maybe you don't, your, your spouse doesn't need anybody there at night because they're there. Maybe they need somebody during the day why they can go out and shop and do other things that they normally do. Or if you need assisted living, they also pay for that. So long-term care people think, I'm going to buy this policy and I can only go to the nursing home. You, that's a misconception too. It pays for at-home at home health care. It pays for assisted living. And then if you know it's needed, then the, long, the nursing home plan comes into place. People insure their iPhones, they insure their cars, their boats, their sheds, everything else, but they don't insure their life savings. And if you think that you're going to walk out in the woods, like I've heard so many people tell me and they're not going to find me, that doesn't happen. I, I can tell you over 32 years, somebody, you may have a major stroke, you can't move. You know, I'm being real here with what I've seen over the 32 years. My great-grandmother spent 12 years there. So I know what it does to your state. I know firsthand the emotion it causes on your your kids and your siblings and your spouses and all those other types of things. Plan for that. Don't let that one get away from you. Plan for that. Very good details on that one, Kevin. And I know it's not a fun conversation to have, but uh, no. good when you start working with an advisor. They force you in a good way, a positive way, to to make sure you address these uncomfortable conversations and these uncomfortable things. It's just part of the process. you got to do it. So don't make that common mistake. Here's another one. Not guarding against market declines. You would think that's that market crash is something we talked about earlier on the show, Kevin, is on everybody's mind. We all wonder when it's going to happen. But so many people are not guarded against it despite it being top of mind. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Walter? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard, right? It's hard to, 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 to guard against it. That that takes actual know-how rather than just reacting with fear. Well, the couple of reasons. We don't know when the next one's coming, right? Well, so that's true, you, too. Yeah. How do, you, how do you guard against something you don't know mm-hmm. that's coming? And 2008's fresh on mind. 2020's fresh on the back of our minds. But I think, you know, guard, not guarding against a market decline, people are thinking growth. I want to get all the growth I can. That's fine when you're younger, but when you're in retirement phase, you're getting close to retirement phase, income's going to come into play. So we, we're going to guard against your income going down during a market decline. We want your income to stay the same. In fact, we want to grow it each and every year. So, you know, guarding against a market decline is kind of hard in that situation. If you're younger, it's easier because you can roll with those market declines. But when you get to retirement age, you need a different type of plan. You don't need a growth plan no more. You need an income plan. So when that market does decline, your income is not going to suffer. I think that's the number one mistake I see going 
people that come in my office, they, they go into retirement, they think they can do the 4% rule, which means they're going to take out 4% of their portfolio every year and never have any issues. Well, that doesn't always work out. Instead of assuming that's going to happen, let's solve what we can do to make sure that you don't run out of money, make sure your income's protected. Don't go down that road. You know, start putting some things in place, start stress testing your portfolio, all those things. So you can see realistically, you know, firsthand what would happen if that, you know, another 2008 happened and it hit you. Are you okay to make it through there? Good points there, Kevin, and a helpful perspective on these common mistakes. Two more. Let's fire through these. Uh, number four common mistake in retirement planning, assuming that one particular financial tool is always good or always bad. I'm coming to think about, you know, some people come in and they just love a mutual fund or they love a stock or they love whatever particular investment that they're in. Let's take a mutual fund, for example. You know, you had maybe a manager that was there for years. Janice comes to mind. I meant that, you know, years and years ago, I meant the, the Janice fund manager and he had a phenomenal return, you know, record and, you know, good returns. People love that fund. They wouldn't give that fund up for love to money. But what they didn't know is the next year is that he retired. He went on to do better things, as he put it. He wanted to get involved in charities and those types of things. New managers took over. What happened to that fund, do you think, Walter? Oh, it, it just went the complete opposite direction. Went to, exactly. So don't get hooked up on one particular you know fund and one particular investment, you know, one particular stock or whatever it happens to be, bonds. We've talked about this many, many times over the years here on our show, is that start planning for many different tools. Because, you know, going down the road, we all know diversification is key. So we have to have tools that are going to produce income in bad times. We have tools that are going to take advantage of the growth. We're going to have to have tools put in place should you get that long-term care need to take care of those things. So there's many tools in your plan. If you're going to build a house, you're not going to just take a hammer. You're going to have many tools. Same way here. If you're going to build a financial plan, you need many tools to get you to and through retirement. Good point there, Kevin, as well. Last one. Let's get to it. It's an easy one. Uh, common mistake number five, not having a plan, period. Well, <laughs> This one here, how often do you think I see that when people come in? Probably too often. A lot, a yeah. lot. I can tell you that. A big percentage of the time. And I never go forward, Walter. If you come into my office, the first thing we're going to do is build your plan. There's a couple of reasons for that. So number one, how do, Walter, if you came in my office and you said, I like mutual fund A, and I said, okay, we'll, we'll buy it for you. What, what did I accomplish for you? You just hit a button. Right? I just bought a mutual fund for you, right? <laughs> yeah. But if... How did I come up with that recommendation? I did. You didn't. Right? Yeah. So we need a plan to to see where you're going, where you're headed, and we need that plan to make sense for the investments that you need to purchase or you need to invest in. Those types of things. The plan needs to be solid. It has to have income involved in it. It has to have long term care involved in it. It has to have growth involved in it. It has to have all the bucket list items involved into it. So when we're done with that plan, if you come into my office and if we don't if you tell me I'm not going to do a plan, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Because I can't come up with recommendations to help you not knowing where you're going. And the people who don't have a plan, I, I just still don't understand it. You have a plan when you go on trips. You have a plan every day and you go to work. You have plans all day long, but you don't sit down. You don't take the time to put a plan in for the second half of your life, which is going to be retirement. You want those to be happy days. You don't want those to be sad days. So if you're sitting there without a plan, it's not difficult to start one. When you come to my office an hour and a half later maximum, we have you out the door and we started that planning process and you have a really good idea when you leave my office, whether 
retirement is feasible or it is not. So do you have to work longer? Do you have to save more? Do you have whatever it is? Or maybe a lot of times when people come in, you're in good shape. You can retire your two earlier if you want. It's all up to you. This isn't my plan. This isn't your neighbor's plan. This is your plan. You're all individual. You're all different. And you need to start that process. So don't sit on the sidelines. Do not procrastinate on this one. Don't go into retirement without a plan. Pick up the phone if you don't have an advisor. Give me a call. And I'd be happy to sit down and start that process with you. Again, that number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Get on the right track to and through retirement with a plan that's built to last. Don't make some of these common mistakes when it comes to your financial life. Get a plan and make sure that you're addressing all the important moving parts of preparing for retirement and beyond. The number to call once more is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. If you get the voicemail when you call in, just leave a quick note, and the sensational Stacy, part of Kevin's team, will follow up with you to get you in the office or on a Zoom call with Kevin so you can ask your questions, get the planning process started. It's a complimentary review of your financial planning, uh, planning situation as well, so keep that in mind. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Or online at insightfolios.com. Kevin, thanks for all the help today. Appreciate it. And we will have another great show on tap next weekend. Well, I'm looking forward to it, uh, Walter. And a shout out to Lou and Linda. I hope you're getting better. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.